Journey to Organization, episode 126, How to Declutter Your Email. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today I want to talk about a big problem for a lot of people. Email clutter. So a few weeks ago, I spoke about digital clutter in episode 112. So you can go back and listen to that one again, since these two episodes sort of go together and, you know, the extra digital clutter on your computer can uh, slow your computer and make it hard to find what you need. Same thing uh, with email. (laughs) Having too much email can make it difficult to find what you need, when you need it. So today I'm gonna cover inbox zero, inbox as a to-do list, deleting excess emails, archiving emails, and unsubscribing, which is a super important thing. So if you're the person listening to this podcast who has more than 5,000 unread emails, listen up because this episode is for you. Now, even if you only have 100 unread emails, There's a lot of great tips in this episode, so listen up and tell me what your favorite uh, tips are and if there's any tips that you do to help uh, keep your email under control. So let's start with unsubscribing. A lot of people's problem with email stems from the fact that like our physical stuff, we just have too many things coming into our lives all the time, day and night, Emails just are always coming in, promotional emails, informational emails, uh, emails that we need to communicate with other people, business, work, personal, whatever it is, there's just a lot of it. It's like an onslaught. It's like a constant bombardment of information coming at you. And I would say probably 90% of it we don't actually need to have coming at us. So if you can slow the rate of receiving emails, then it's going to make a big difference in how you manage your emails and not and and allow you to not miss important information that is coming into your email. Now, Gmail has a feature where you can have one mailbox with multiple types of email categories. So like promotions or social or something like that, where it automatically filters your emails into these categories. But I don't actually love this feature because oftentimes people miss things that look like promotions but aren't because they never check the promotions or the social category. If those uh, tabs work for you, great. You should totally use them. But for me, they just they just don't work. <laughs> so I don't like to use them. And what I prefer to do is just limit who I give my email address to uh, and be conscientious about people who do have my email address. And I try to unsubscribe. Now, Gmail also has a feature for some emails, not all of their emails, where you can click unsubscribe right next to the email address at the top without having to scroll all the way down to the bottom. Uh, And that's a really helpful feature. (laughs) Uh, It works for a lot of things, not all things, but it works for a lot of things. And it's worth it if you see it as you're going through your emails to start unsubscribing in that way. But if you can't, you can always scroll down to the bottom of your email and unsubscribe that way. The thing is, is that most retailers, they totally bombard us with ads. And frankly, 
<sighs> we're limited in the amount of ads uh, that we can actually process or take advantage of. Uh, and we should be more conscientious about which retailers we let into our email box anyways. But if we minimize and unsubscribe from the ones we aren't really using, or even the places we do shop, but we just minimize, um, I think it will reduce a lot of the email problems that people have. You can always resubscribe, but for now, it's good to just sort of take yourself off the list and see if you can fix the problem temporarily. I suggest that you take a look through your email right now as you're listening to this and see if you can unsubscribe to anything that is a promotion in your inbox right now. So just look over the first 20 emails, see what's from a store and scroll down to the bottom or use the top feature on on Gmail to just unsubscribe to those mailing lists. That will make a big difference in maintaining email cleanliness and or hygiene, as people like to call it. And I think that it will actually help keep the inbox uh, more tidy for you so that you don't regress into these patterns where you're getting 5,000 unread emails in your inbox. I want to give an example. So let's say you unsubscribe from emails from the Children's Place or The Gap or wherever you shop. Once you unsubscribe, it's a good idea to copy the email address that the email came from and put it in your search bar. So this is going to bring up all the emails from this store. And then in addition to having subscribed, you can delete all the old emails that are no longer relevant. Now, the reason why you should clean up emails is because your email boxes, Gmail included, do not have unlimited storage space. So taking up space in your email, uh, in any part of your email, trash or whatever, is not worthwhile since you have a limited amount of space. Eventually, you will run out of space. So even though it's a lot more than, let's say, your physical space, you will eventually run out of digital space if you don't, you know, keep your email clean and and tidy it up every once in a while. So getting rid of these old emails is not only going to probably reduce the amount of numbers of unread emails in your inbox or in any other mailbox you have, but it's also going to free up space in your inbox so that you don't run out of space, which is, you know, not the goal. We don't want to run out of space. Another really great way to filter out promotional emails is to just search for the word in your search bar that, and that should bring up every email in your inbox. So for example, sites that use info at, you know, XYZ, you can just search the word info in their search bar and it will bring up not only like you know, one retailer will probably bring up like 20 or 30 retailers and you can just mass delete all those emails, those old emails that you don't need anymore and it will really free up a lot of space. Uh, You can also do this with uh, search things, uh, customs, what are your search terms? That's what I'm looking for. For search terms like customer service or hello because a lot of uh, emails from stores come from hello at, you know, Children's Place or Gap or wherever because they want to seem like more friendly than doing customer service or info or whatever. So you can search also for those terms and see what comes up. If there's a specific retailer you know you have a ton of emails from, just search for that name and delete excess emails. That in and of itself is going to reduce the amount of unread emails you have in your inbox significantly by uh, like probably at least half. 
when you do the unsubscribe, that will help keep everything clean and tidy. But it definitely, uh, <laughs> that's going to be the start to getting out all the bulk, weeding through the garbage and, and getting rid of old, unnecessary things like that. Because most of those things, if they're more than a week old, are not useful anymore because the sales are over and you don't, you can't use the coupons anymore. So getting rid of them is totally worth it because it's not going to be helpful for you at any point in your life in the future. And it's just taking up space right now. So it's better to just let it go. I want to just be clear that the reason why it's important to get rid of excess emails is because, like I said before, you only have a finite amount of space in the in the email inbox. You know, for most Google Google holders, Gmail holders, I think it's 15 uh, gigs. It's not that much space. And if you have a lot of pictures or you send video files, it can really get eaten up pretty quickly. So that's one reason. But I personally think that the email inbox should function as a to-do list. More than that, though, uh, when you have a lot of emails that you don't need in your inbox or that are really low priority, oftentimes you miss really important things. And that's not a good thing. I want to tell you a little story that a lady told me a few weeks ago. She looked at me and she goes, I don't even use email anymore because my inbox was just so full of junk that I couldn't sort through it anymore. So I tell people not to email me. If they need me, just send me a text or a WhatsApp. And I'm like, okay, great. If you can live without email, that's fine. But if you don't apply, and it's even harder to apply filters and unsubscribe from text messages and WhatsApps. So I feel like eventually, if she doesn't deal with this email issue, she'll just get overrun with text messages and WhatsApps. Um, It's just good. I feel like Email is a space that we own. And even though it's in this digital like ether realm, it's still our email. And keeping it clean means like we just have space for stuff to come into our life because it's clean. So what is the ideal in your inbox? Inbox zero, meaning that you have no emails in your inbox. I think my husband would say, yes, inbox zero is the ideal. And he feels totally, uh, you know, validated and happy and successful when he's at inbox zero. But personally, I don't think I've ever hit inbox zero. I usually sit between 10 and 30 emails as a comfort zone. I use my inbox as a to-do list. So I leave things in there that are still in play and that are happening soon, like reservations or invitations or things that I need to take care of. Because if it's sitting there, it's something that I definitely check every day, multiple times a day. If it's sitting there, it's like an annoying reminder, you have to do this. But the advantage to keeping things in the inbox, like an invitation, let's say, is that it's always sort of at the fingertips ready. I don't have to go searching through my inbox because I keep such a low number between 10 and 30 when I do have something sitting there, when I need to access it on the night of the event, let's say, to check the time, double check the time or double check the address, or maybe I want to look up the directions because I didn't put them in the um, in the meeting request that I made or like there's something specific that was there. It's just a backup for me because 
I don't actually have a great memory. <laughs> so this is just a way for me to sort of jog my memory, remember that I have to do things, and it makes me more likely to remember things because I'm constantly seeing like, oh, you know, February 25th is the day that I have this doctor's appointment or that wedding or whatever. And it makes me remember, you know, things that are happening in my life. So when I am scheduling things in my calendar, let's say, uh, I can sort of recall like if someone says to me oh february 25th i'm like hey i think that date might not work because i have x y and z let me check and get back to you this way i'm not over scheduling myself and and the emails are really acting as this way to remind me and jog my memory so because i clear out all of the excess in my inbox regularly, like every day. I don't really have junk in my inbox. Um, I've taken to really unsubscribing, so I'm only getting emails from things that I really, really want at this point. And that's really helpful in in keeping my email straight. So for example, when I haven't checked my email after a long flight or after a Yom Tov or Shabbat, I might have 100 unread emails there, but I know that probably 20 of them are things that I don't necessarily need, (laughs) number one. But also I know that it's easy for me to quickly delete, 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 because I just need to take a quick quick glance at it and then I can let it go. Uh, and And that's huge. Letting go of your old emails is also a really big thing and we're gonna get to that in a few minutes. Having no junk in my email really makes it like a a pleasant (laughs) experience and not an overwhelming experience to check my email. Definitely there are days when checking my email is like, oh, I have so many emails. But for the most part, it's really not like an onerous task for me because it's not hard since there's not that many emails to go through. So a lot of people keep things in their inboxes because they want to be able to find something later which I sort of do to a certain extent, but I'm not really keeping things that are more than a couple weeks or months old in my inbox. The archive function and the search functions in most email providers are so improved these days that if you need to save something not in play anymore, but that you need to save it like a message from your accountant or your lawyer or whomever, then either archive it or create a folder for it so that you can sort the like items together. So. Let me give you examples for when you would use archive or when you would use a folder, but just either way, whatever you decide to use, just don't let old things that are not really relevant, but that you're just saving in case of an emergency kind of thing or in in case you need to reference it. Don't save those things in the inbox, either archive them or, or, uh, you know, put them in a folder. So why would you use an arc, the archive tool over a folder? Okay. So anything that you want to save, but that isn't really, you know, so important. You just want to be able to reference it in the future. Um, That you can archive because you'll probably be able to search by the person sending it to you. So like, for example, uh, I have an insurance agent who sells me travel insurance. I don't really need to keep the policy emails from her, any conversations that we have amongst ourselves, because, you know, I get a confirmation from the travel insurance, so it's not so relevant. But I know that, and I know that anything that I talk to her about, um, 
you know, I want to be able to reference until the policy is over just in case I misspoke or she misspoke or I misunderstood. But I can look it up by searching for my agent's name and I don't necessarily need to put her in a folder. But what I do do is I put all the emails from the insurance provider into a folder marked travel insurance or something like that, depending on what it is, uh, so that I can easily have all the information in in one area from that provider. Now I could also just search for that provider, but sometimes it just makes it easier to know that I'm going to a folder and that I've put it in that folder. Additionally, depending on the conversation with my agent, I might go ahead and put all the conversations with her directly into that folder just because it makes things easier again when I'm searching uh, and maybe just the conversations I have with my husband. Those I usually archive and I don't put into a folder because when I archive those, I usually most of the time don't need anything again from our conversations. Once in a while I do, uh, but just keeping it in archive means that I have a record just in case I need to reference it at some later date. But the point is, is that the archive is really for things that are vague and not descriptive, but the folders should be for for things that you are looking for more quickly or that you want to access more quickly because you can't save an email like, like you can a downloaded file folder. You can't just attach a date and a name and do like a naming practice to an email. So this way, if you have these folders, like let's say for your kids where you store IEPs or you store uh, other information, medical records or whatever about your kids, it's going to make it a lot easier to search for things that are coming in from other providers that you're not always going to remember the provider name. Like, for example, if I do an evaluation with someone, I don't always remember every evaluator's name, but they send me an email. So this way, if I have a folder that says evaluations with my kid's name on it, whichever kid was being evaluated, I don't need to remember all the details. I just know that I can go to that folder and all the information is going to be there. And so I think that that is really an advantage to um, using archive over folders or folders over archive, whichever the case may be, because in situations where you know, the information is going to be more difficult to locate or find because maybe the subject wasn't a good subject on the email or because you can't remember the person's name, then definitely those things should be put in folders. But I also send myself recipes and I keep most of the recipes that I use in my email. So for example, I have this really great uh, vegetarian split pea soup. And people, I never, I sometimes make it when I'm traveling. Uh, I, I don't really like to always keep my recipes in a book. Sometimes I also keep them in a book and in my email. But the reason why I like to keep them in my email is because when I'm grocery shopping, I can reference my email. So I don't call the soup like, you know, soup. <laughs> what I do is I send myself an email with the whole recipe and I make the subject matter very descriptive. So I write the Martha Stewart vegetarian split pea soup with green peppers or something like that. And I try to put into the title of the email, the subject of the email, a lot of descriptive qualities so that I can just 
archive the email, and then when I'm ready to find it, all I have to do is search. And I can use split P, but if I forget that it's, you know, split P, I could also search vegetarian, or I could search green pepper, or I could search, you know, any number of <laughs> things. I also write recipe in the title. Um, so I could just at least search recipe and then all my recipes would come up. Uh, and so when you when you're using your email as your inbox, but also as a way to remember things, it's good to email yourself these things because you can access it pretty much from everywhere. And uh, it also allows you to search for things in a in an easier way. Now, I could definitely have a folder called recipes. That's true. But in order to keep my folders like a little more clean, I, I try to have less folders. But it's also okay to do both. And even if something is in a folder, you can still search in the search bar for whatever it is that you're looking for. So... That's one way that I use my email where I just find it to be so convenient and make my life so much better because because I don't have a great memory, it allows me to use email as sort of a, an extra memory. Um, I also send myself email reminders. So if I want to remind myself to send a client a message, I send myself an email saying do XYZ. Then it can sit there unread in my inbox, nagging me in a passive way until I get it done. And because it's unread, I'm able to deal with it when I'm ready. And I don't forget it because it's unread. It's in bold. It's in the box. And I, I know that it's there. And it's like nagging me that I have one unread email. And it bothers me so much that I have like one unread email that I know what it is. So it forces me to actually get it done because it's like, oh, I really want to have no unread. E I want to have all my emails be read. <laughs> I don't want to have this one that's just like sitting there nagging me. Um, and because I check my email a few times a day, <laughs> you know, it makes it easier to remind me. Just a note, I want to go uh, ahead and say on checking email, I try to check my email maximum three times a day. There are definitely days when I'm checking it more, especially if I know that I'm expecting some something. But I try not to be a slave to my email and I try to just sort of check it, you know, in the morning before I start my day at lunchtime and in the afternoon when I'm winding up my day. Uh, if I, again, if I know that I'm going to be corresponding with someone throughout email, then definitely I'll be on it a little bit more. But I try to stay off it because I don't want to create this sort of expectation where I'm like, one time responded to you right away in rapid pace, but I can't always respond to people in that rapid way. So if I'm only checking a few times a day and people understand that I'm only checking a few times a day, then it makes it easier to control the expectation of how quickly I will respond to an email. I think that email clutter and digital clutter in general can weigh us down a lot. And we don't always notice because it sits out there in cyberspace, but it can slow down our computers and our phones. And also we can run out of space because it isn't unlimited space. Uh, but keeping these parts of our lives, email and, and our computers and stuff, free uh, and clutter-free, it can really help us spend less time searching through things we don't need. So if we really this one time, you know, sit down right now and, and spend a few hours getting things done, clearing things out, 
we're going to have this email inbox with, you know, less than 100 emails in it. And it's really going to feel good and, and manageable. And when you just have too many emails and too many files and the files all are over the place and the emails are all over the place, it becomes difficult to manage in your day to day because you can't really do business or communicate with people in a way that is comfortable for you because you get bogged down by everything that's going on all the time. So for me, it's important to keep this area of your life clutter free also because it I think it actually does help. I think when you see the number of unread emails in your inbox and it's a thousand or two thousand or five thousand or ten thousand, it can actually make you stressed out because it just all seems so overwhelming. I mean, personally, I even get stressed out looking at a hundred unread emails. I can't imagine seeing five thousand unread emails and being happy. <laughs> uh, it just means like, oh gosh, there's just all this extra clutter in my life. And of course, Like all clutter, you can just ignore this, but you can actually spend just two, maybe three hours max on getting this cleaned up, feel really accomplished, and clear some space in your mind for new things to come in and actually function on a more efficient level because you don't have this constant way of communication weighing you down. So I hope you take those two hours actually declutter your inbox and and take a few extra hours and declutter your computer too uh, because I think in the end it will really be worthwhile. So I just want to recap. Inbox inbox zero is not a necessity but a clean inbox is. Using the search function to delete promotional emails as a way to unsubscribe will allow you to quickly clear out your inbox. Unsubscribing will prevent clutter from coming back into your inbox. Using your inbox as a to-do list can help you stay organized and will also help you keep the the clutter maintained in your inbox. And using folders to save old emails when they have specific topics and use the archive feature when it's a general email. You can also email yourself things you need to take care of or things you want to remember, like recipes. Just make sure, again, that the subject is easy to remember so that you can easily search for whatever it is that you need when you want whatever it is that you need. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be announcing the new Painless Pesach. And I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying the P word, (laughs) but uh, it's coming. It's coming soon. So if you want to join the Painless Pesach uh, uh, challenge again this year, come on. I'd love to have you. And if you need just more individual help, then, you know, reach out, send me an email, send me a voice message. Let's do this. Let's do a consultation. If you don't live near me, then we can do online coaching. And if you do live near me, then we can do online coaching too. (laughs) But we can also do in-home service. So it just depends on what's going to work best for you. But we can definitely spend this year making your life clutter-free. For now, though, I wish you a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.